How's it going, Yamitators? Episode 45 with Matt McCarthy. It was really awesome. Uh, we talked a lot about TV. We talked a lot about movies and comedy. Um, we had a really good time. It was fun. And um, I'm really, really happy that he did it. We talked about the Pete Holmes show and all those, uh, all those sketches that he was in on there. And... It was awesome. You guys are going to... I mean, I, I hope you guys like this one because I liked it a lot. Um, go uh, go on Facebook.com slash Yamatat with Doug Culp. Um, go to uh, iTunes and Stitcher, wherever you're listening to this on, and rate and review, please. I, uh, I hear it helps the show. Um, the Our Apartment Comedy Show. Uh, you guys already know by this point... Um, that I hope that it's going by the time this comes out. I'll just I'll just keep saying that, and then when it is actually going, then I'll say that, too. Um, <clears throat> my Twitter is at Dougathan, D-O-U-G-A-T-H-A-N, and the show's Twitter is at Yamatat. So, yam it up with me and Matt McCarthy. Using this new microphone in person. Ooh. Yeah. Pretty exciting. A fancy pantsy microphone. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll buy it off eBay. In new condition. Who cares? How you doing? Good. How you doing? Good, man. Is this it? Are we doing it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't need an intro. I kind of stole, kind of stole the format from Pete. You know. That's all right. He stole it from Mark. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one though. Yeah. Yeah. Just sitting around. And Mark stole it from his mother. <laughs> Drilling him with questions. <laughs> it all makes sense. Yeah. Um, Pete had to steal it from Mark because <laughs> Pete's mother didn't ask him any questions. <laughs> she said, you're wonderful. Everything you're doing is wonderful. <laughs> Everything is great. Everything is great. <laughs> so those are the two extremes. Mm-hmm. So you're the guy where? In the middle? Yeah. Did you have a mother? Mm. There it is. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I do. She's still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, parents live in Seattle. They they flew down last week to go to Disneyland. How'd they how'd they find it? Oh, wait, was that this week? This week. Uh, it's Thursday. It's still a week. Yeah. <laughs> I drove down on Monday to hang out with them. We went to Roscoe's, which Roscoe's chicken. Oh yeah. That's good. Oh yeah. That's good stuff. It's real good. We have a friend who uh, they they had a baby. We friends, the couple, they had a baby, and uh, I guess, I didn't know this, and I've known other people that have had babies, but I guess I haven't been in the same town as them, but uh, part of it is that when you go visit them, you bring them food. What? That's like, that's That's part of the deal. No, it's like you gotta, because they can't, they can't go anywhere, because they got the kid. Okay. And she she is also now allowed to eat. 
a whole menu of things she couldn't eat for, you know, gestation. Yeah, yeah. So, we brought Roscoe's fried chicken and waffles. Nice. Over like Rover. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Carol C. Special? Come on. What is that? It's the uh, succulent chicken breast. Oh. And one waffle and like... And then you get a biscuit on the side, mac and cheese on the side. Yeah, my I was coming from... I forget where I was coming from. I, I would assume a gig. But my wife met me there, but she got the food. I made the suggestion. She's like, oh my God, that's what we're going to do. I was like, all right. <laughs> but she got everything. You know, because it wasn't just... It's not just... <laughs> mom and dad it's it's their mom and dad are there and their uh, sister's there and then the the other sisters are from out of town and then everybody's gotta you know so she was i've like, gotta eat she's gotta eat <laughs> so she took the menu and she said one please one of all <coughs> you know what that's I'll right she looked at the menu and said i'll take it i'll take it <laughs> i'll just take the whole restaurant um yeah, man. So, how how fun was it to do all those uh, sketches on Pete Holmes' show? Super duper fun. It looked looked like you guys had a lot of fun. It's better than painting houses. <laughs> better than whitewashing fences. Better than beating <laughs> seals to death. That's a job. <laughs> those guys don't get enough credit, you know? They work really hard. They don't get nearly enough credit. They are still guys. <laughs> They must still be guys, right? Or is, or are there no oil? It, wait, no, they do that. They're hunting those seals, right? <laughs> Probably. I got it confused are in they? my head because I was remembering it along with because I the first time I heard about that was when the Exxon Valdez spill happened when I was a kid. Yeah. So I was confusing them. I was thinking, oh well, these seals are covered in oil. We gotta whack them. <laughs> These guys are killing perfectly good seals. <laughs> we gotta kill them. Still. <laughs> gotta put them out of their misery. There must be some horrendous video game where that's a thing. Where you... Killing seals? Oh, that must be Ooh. a thing in a video game. And it's called... Um... No, I was gonna say Seal Team 6, but... <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> That'd be the name of the team that you're on that's clubbing the seals... It's it's a weird game. It didn't get... It'd be something like they'd be a club. We're a, we're a club. Do you want to join our club? You want to join our club? <laughs> we, we club Do seals. you have a club? <laughs> this is our club. Well, this is my club that I use in our club. <laughs> it's the club club. It's a club where we club <laughs> cubs. <laughs> with our clubs <laughs> cuddly cuddly little cubs cuddly clubbed little clubs cubbed clubbed yep. mm -hmm. yeah so uh, uh how long how long uh how long you been doing comedy total um to the to the to the minute <laughs> It's uh, 11 years and almost two months. I started, uh, well, I, I, the first, I took, I started taking a, um, 
a Gotham writing class for stand-up comedy, which was I wouldn't say a complete waste of time, but in hindsight, it was a very it was completely unnecessary. Right, stand-up class. Although I mean, you know, you did, taught by the esteemed Dave LaBarca. Dave LaBarca <laughs> still out there. Uh, you you. <coughs> You did get a list. This is very... It's not pre-internet at all. It's 2003. But it's certainly pre... Widespread internet. Just pre-Wi-Fi. It's certainly pre-everybody having a fucking cell phone. Pre-smartphones. I mean, yeah, definitely pre-smartphone. Yeah, those came around. The flip phones were huge. Texting was starting to become a thing. Yep. Maybe even not... Even at that point, God, I remember the first time. Like my buddies were in Japan in two thousand three or four, around this time, I would think. And then doing what in Japan? Teaching English for yeah. you know like nine months for money. Uh, yeah, free trip to Japan, and, yeah. and you get to stay there. And <laughs> uh, but they, they were the first ones that like they were like we took this picture on our phone. It's like geez, there's phones with cameras in it. That's insane. It was what. Yeah. I remember that was a thing. I remember when my phone still didn't have a camera, and I was like, I don't care. I don't really, I don't really need Mm-mm. it. And now I'm, now I got the the, the HTC one with the two cameras in the back, and I'm like, I, I like it. You got more than you know what to do with it. Yeah. So at least in that respect, it was cool getting a list of, the all the open mics, or at least just a list of clubs and addresses and mm. like, places, you know. Like a ditto, a fucking Xerox that I, I, I definitely still have somewhere. <laughs> I mean, Kept now it's it. like, yeah. Sentimentalist? I got a, I got oh, a whole, sure. I got a whole box of uh, movie ticket stubs from every movie I've seen since 1997. Nice. And then um, concert ticket stubs from every concert I've been to. I tried to save, save the concert tickets... Wrestling stubs, I have most of those. Mm-hmm. What I like to do with the wrestling stubs, if at all possible, is to buy the DVD of the event and then Ooh. just tape the, the ticket to the DVD. So now I've... Done that. Done that. There it is. Proof I have it. Like with a fish concert, that's fun. You can do that with like some of those shows. Be okay. like, oh, I was at this one. If they issue it on DVD. Yeah. Here's my ticket! <laughs> that's right. Proof. Proof. Uh, yeah, I like holding on to stuff. What about the wrestling shows that didn't have a DVD? I still have those tickets. I have those tickets, I think, with... I have those stubs with the, the concert stubs. It's fun to go back through and look at them sometimes. You'd no, like, it is. Remember... Like, Holy shit, I remember when I saw a Monkey Bone in the theater. Had the... <laughs> see, I, I wouldn't be good with the movies. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't remember, I don't think, as much. I do remember different... Movies that I saw, but just because of either the people I was at, uh, that I was with, or certain circumstances where I was like, "Yeah, I saw that movie alone." I can certainly remember. <laughs> I think watching a movie, I could certainly remember seeing it in the theater, or at least watching seeing the movie for the first time, unless it was very small. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Like I have an idea. Of the first, like I can remember the first time I watched like Ghostbusters, but like I have like an idea of the first time I saw Back to the Future, or like I, I can remember the first time I watched Goonies too, because it was traumatic. 
Yeah. <laughs> what was the most traumatic part about Goonies? Oh, sticking his hand in the blender. <laughs> yeah. A little chunk. Yep. We're gonna blender off his hand. Yep. I'm like, mom and dad. <laughs> this movie's scary. <laughs> Why did you take me to a horror film? This movie's terrifying to me. <laughs> so you saw that? You saw Goonies and Ghostbusters and Back to the Future in the theater? No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I saw them on tape. Mm-hmm. Nope, nope. <laughs> I saw Return of the Jedi in the theater. I saw E.T. in the theater. Oh. I saw, but then there's like you know, then it's like few and far between, and then it just becomes like these forgettable, right? Like either family or neighborhood kid outings of like, you know, the great mouse fucking detective and the secrets of Nim and, you know, Transformers the movie and goddamn fucking ice pirates or whatever. <laughs> you know, ice pirates. Getting after it. My favorite story, it's not even a story, it's just my, like, watching Time Bandits and my brother being like, I remember going to see this at Seacock Cinemas with uh, Cousin John. We walked from the gristmill. I was like, oh, that would have been sweet. Time Bandits. You know, just going to see awesome movies. Ghostbusters 2, I remember seeing that in the theater. I remember walking out of the theater with Kevin McNamara. And the the end credit song like playing and it's like a rap and 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 in it it's like spirit. Some people hear it. Some people fear it. Spirit. Some people just won't go near it. It's like, that was the traumatic part of that movie for you. Well, no, no. no. When, then when we're walking out, then the next verse is like um, like. Like, it's showing on me, and the sky's like blue. The ghost buses are back and all brand new. Come on. And then, like, at the exact same moment, me and Kevin looked at each other like, oh, man, did you hear that? Like, like ending the rhyme with the Ghostbusters are back and all brand new was the coolest thing. We had. Like, it was like, oh, man. We were just about to talk about how awesome the movie, the movie was. And now we get to talk about how awesome the soundtrack is. I still have that CD. You do? Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. Mm-mm. I, uh, when Ghostbusters came to the Dome a couple weeks ago. Oh, sure. I went, I went and saw it. So I saw it in the theater for the first time and, whew, it was amazing. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. I remember it was, it was very controversial in my house because it had swears in it. It was, it must have been, it was, we had, uh, either Cinemax or HBO or we had both Mm -hmm. we certainly had HBO when I was a kid because they had Fraggle Rock and I remember watching Fraggle Rock on HBO and then wait HBO Fraggle Rock was HBO? absolutely that's when it that's where it started out? yep that's no that's that's what it was on Fraggle Rock was on HBO oh yeah so like so like seeing that early not even the original because HBO had been on since like before I was born Mm hmm but then that early HBO signature leading into, like, I would be so, like, it still makes me expect the Fraggle Rock song to play. And I remember being like, it's, I would knew, know immediately, like, you know if it's going to be, it, I didn't, it didn't even dawn on me that they were movies. It was just, oh, this is just a boring adult show. You know, humans. I needed, I wanted animation or, yeah, or, or, puppets. or puppets or Muppetry or something. Found that, I like, 
like the, the like the Disney movies with the uh, adults, so goddamn boring, so boring. Like Davy Crockett and you know it had to be like a bed knobs and broomsticks where like the yeah. animation came to life. A crossover. Or, or yeah, like Mary Poppins, some shit like that. But like we had HBO, so we were definitely taping movies off of HBO, like Ghostbusters and. Um, like Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, I remember Tough Guys was probably the last straw. Tough Guys and Little Shop of Horrors happened so close to each other. Those were both like the last straw of like Matt is watching movies that are inappropriate, <laughs> like videotaping them and like give me the tape, give me the tape. I was like the I was like Diane Weiss' son in Parenthood. Like I had. But I really was watching R-rated movies. <laughs> like, I really was watching, you know, whatever. I wasn't watching the pornos. It didn't even dawn on me that there would have been, like, you know. Because we had, we definitely had Cinemax at, at, like, at one point where we only had Cinemax. Yeah. Um, which is crazy because now it's, like, it's so synonymous with softcore TV porn. <laughs> but that's not at all what... I, I wasn't even... I, it didn't even... The, 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 my first exposure of watching like televised <clears throat> adult material was the pay-per-view channels mm. you know because they would advertise during the day that like this was going to happen at <laughs> night and it's like well, well holy shit <laughs> men I'm there I remember sometimes the cable companies would pepper in uh, either HBO or Cinemax mm-hmm. for like a little bit to hook you and then do like, and we're taking it away. That must still happen. That does still happen where they do a free weekend, but it's like, I never know about it. Yeah. It's almost like it's, well, I guess it is the cable companies doing it. I guess it was always the cable companies doing it. But shit. Free, like, like it was a big deal. Like, you would call people. Be like, you're watching HBO. Showtime is free this weekend. <laughs> On the landline. Yeah, because I remember when we didn't have HBO, and then I remember, like, the McNamara's watching, or at least Kevin McNamara or Pat McNamara watching, like, Dream On, and being like, ooh. (laughs) It's like Leisure Suit Larry, but on TV. It's like, you know, it was like, that was porno to me. Dream On was porno. Leisure Suit Larry was porno. You know. Married with Children was was practically porno. Practically porno. (laughs) Welcome back to Practically Porno. (laughs) Hey. Practically Porno. With your guest, Leisure Suit Larry. Hey, it's Leisure Suit Larry. It's Practically Porno. What else is Practically Porno? I don't know. But those were. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. When the scene in Better Off Dead when he like f- trips on the he loses his balance on the roller skates and he pulls the cheerleaders uh, yeah. clothes down and she's in her underwear practically porno. <laughs> it's so good. I was gonna buy it on. I have it on VHS. So I was gonna buy it on rebuy it on DVD, but there's like no special features or anything but now i don't really care that much about special features yeah i read somewhere that they decided they realized nobody cared about special features they did some study or something (laughs) i remember hearing that somewhere them being like it turns out nobody cared nobody (laughs) nobody listened to the special features people just wanted to watch the movie 
not watch the movie with someone talking over the movie and then being like, wait, what? I have to turn it off so I know what the fuck they're talking about. I went through a tear when I was going going through movies I had seen, watching them on DVD with commentary, like real movies that I loved as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, like The Wizard, I would love for a l- retrospective commentary with that. you seen that? Yeah? No? Fred Savage and... Uh, oh, sure. So we can play Ninja Gaiden. So what? <laughs> you got 50,000 on Double Dragon? How'd you get 50,000? I can't even get 50,000. That's, uh, what's her name? Jenny Lewis. She's a, uh, mm-hmm. I saw her at, um, Outside Lands. She's a delight. <laughs> it was pretty interesting. I went backstage. I mean, it's not backstage. I went behind the stage. Mm-hmm. Um... <coughs> And you said, keep your power gloves off her. Well, what was funny is uh, <laughs> everything stopped. It's like her and her bass player, whoever was standing next to her and someone else. And then I felt like like everyone around, like people were starting to like come like towards them. But like no one was approaching them. And it's like this perimeter had formed. Mm-hmm. Where it was like everyone's kind of like forming a circle and, and, and looking down. And I was like, this is, this is the strangest post-show ritual I've ever seen. And it's so intense. Like, no one is talking. Everyone is looking down and they're all kind of, like, smiling and, like, like tilting their heads weird and stuff. And then I realized um, I was totally wrong. There was a hedgehog, like, poking its head out of the ground. Like, had popped up in front of Jenny Lewis. Like, he heard her magical music. And then was saying hello. And then I have photographs on my phone. On my telephone, I took pictures with it. With my Japanese phone. Of a hedgehog popping up and Jenny Lewis just looking at it. And the hedgehog looking at Jenny Lewis. Or groundhog. Whatever it was. It was a vermin. We killed it. As soon as she walked away, we killed it. We stomped on his head. We called a man with poison. He had poison on his back. Like a ghostbuster. I mean, to really think about <laughs> Ghostbusters and what awful people they were. Like, like proof of life after death. And then they are violating the sanctity of even that. <laughs> like, playing God in such a monst- monstrous way. Like, it was clear. Like, Winston was right. It was clearly the latter days of the world. And it was, like, not for them to intervene. How else would Gozer the Gozerian have gotten there? <laughs> Let's pretend I don't know anything about metallurgy or about physics. Never studied. <laughs> I mean, I understand the building. They like they summoned it. You know, fine, fine. But <laughs> but come the ghosts on. were there before that. No kidding. <laughs> what was their unfinished business? <laughs> Dan Aykroyd said that Slimer is the ghost of John Belushi. Ah. <laughs> so there you go, kids. John Belushi was in it after all. That's why he was their buddy in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And in the second one, he hung out with Rick Moranis. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I would have given anything to have actually seen a movie with John Belushi and Rick Moranis. That would have been amazing. I love Rick Moranis. I think he's so underrated. He's great. He just up and stopped at one point. Yeah. Because he wanted to just stop acting. He was like, I'm going to live a regular life. Well, I think his wife died and he went to go raise his kids. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, 
oh, I don't miss doing that. And he just didn't go back. Huh. At least maybe that's my... That's what I... That's Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's just my... Maybe I'm combining two fucked up things. <laughs> well, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. <laughs> maybe I'm thinking of... Am I thinking of Martin Short? Who's... who's Martin Short's still... Yeah, but doing stuff. but he might be a wit. Is he a widower? I don't know. Someone was on Kathy Lee and Hoda. Okay. And and Kathy Lee said something along the lines of, you know, you're still married. Like like what's the what's the key to a lasting marriage? <sighs> and the person was. I feel like it was Martin Short. The person was at least classy enough to not, you know. Not out there. Not, not embarrass yeah. her and himself <laughs> on national TV. But was like, you know, it's just blah, 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 blah. Who was out. it? Was it Martin Short? God damn it. I how, don't know. How long know. ago was it? You know, within the last five years. Googleable. Probably Martin Short. Googleable. Yeah. Googleable. Whoever's listening can Google this because we don't need to. It's Googleable. <laughs> it's. It's bingable. At the very least, it's a... Uh, it's so there you go. Ask- a lot of famous people have famous <laughs> dead wives. A lot of famous people are dead. Most, most famous people are I'm dead. dead. <laughs> That's true. That is true. There are more famous dead people than there are people. That's true. <laughs> Even not just famous people, then people. There's a famous person. There's two famous people for every person on the planet. And that's true. That's a fact. That's that's, that's probably that's very lowballing. <laughs> like, what's the population of the planet? Like, what, 10 billion? 8 billion? Something like Are that? Are we up to that already? We're somewhere... Googleable. <laughs> Googleable. <laughs> Two billion. Three billion? Six billion? I don't know. I think it's around seven or maybe eight. I don't know. <clears throat> somewhere between <laughs> ten billion people and a hundred thousand. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in there lies the There's at the least a hundred thousand people in the world. And that, because, you know, they're famous, because it's, Americans are so ugly. They think that it's, if you're not famous in America, you're not famous. There are so many famous people that aren't famous in America. Mm-hmm. And they're all dead. <laughs> Their wives are dead. <laughs> Their husbands. Some of them got married. Most famous people get married more than once. They're the ones that started that. <laughs> the English started that. With King uh, With Henry the Kings. The, yep. Yeah. Henry VIII, was it, that kept beheading his wives? Didn't like them. <laughs> Didn't like any of them. Decided no. No son, huh? Well, I'll take a different one. Thank you. <laughs> what are you going to do with the old one? Oh, we'll find something for her to do. <laughs> Let's just say it's not a way to get ahead in life. Oh, gross. <laughs> Gross. Because I don't know if you knew, but I was going to chop her heads off. Her (laughs) heads off. Choppity-doppity. Shabang! (laughs) 
Now we're using a sword, a machete, uh, a uh, katana. None of that. Or a guillotine. Slice and dice. <laughs> Stick it in a box. Send it to Brad Pitt. He's in a field where the greatest delivery service in America. We will specifically we will deliver packages into the middle of fields in upstate New York or L.A. where wherever they were supposed to be. Wait, what movie is this? Seven. Oh, you still, ever see that? I still haven't seen it. That was one that got away from me when I was little. Because when I was little, no rated R movies in the house. I think there's been plenty of time to catch up. I know. <laughs> I know that. It's just... You gotta stop. You keep rewatching the ones that you were allowed to watch. I know. It's uh, it's on my list. When I... Hmm. <laughs> let's think of when it would have been. When you watched it? When you watched Seven? Oh, no. I watched that in the theater. Oh, okay. Most, most exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I was probably go out somewhere in college, but like it, it, in the summer, there was a summer where I was lifeguarding and in all my free time, I decided, and I, and I feel like this might've been towards the end of college where I decided I have to sit down and watch every Nightmare on Elm Street movie, mm. every Friday the Thirteenth movie, yeah. every Godfather. See, this must have been earlier, <coughs> especially if the Godfather was involved. So it might have been when I graduated high school. Now that I think about it, mm. something there was definitely a commencement, <laughs> and I decided this this is part of me going into this new world. As you're writing the list, you're hearing the graduation Well, all the older kids had seen these movies, and now I was an older kid. I was a big kid now. That's right. I needed, I needed reference. I needed... I mean, it's, it's one of those things, especially when you watched TV growing up when I did. Especially things like, you know, Seinfeld... Mm-hmm. Uh, and definitely The Simpsons, yep. and even to an extent, you know, The Cosby Show, and just just pop culture in general, but like TV in particular, mm-hmm. or and even radio DJs. There become these things that just become part of the lexicon and the way we speak, and it's like, you know, the you get kids who have seen Spaceballs before they've seen Planet of the Apes. So, you know, that, that ending becomes lost yep. or, or it becomes, they're watching Planet of the Apes and they go, oh, that's the ending from Spaceballs, uh, which is, like, oh, that is perverse. No. Yeah. That is perverse. Yep. Um, but, <laughs> you, t- you, 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 tend to, you start to associate, th- especially with like The Simpsons, you start to associate things solely with The Simpsons as, as opposed to <clears> thinking <throat> of like, they are referencing things especially the, those early seasons that happened like the Simpsons has now been on longer than some of the oldest references they made early on in that show. Yep. That's ludicrous. <laughs> um, so it's just like watching every Stanley Kubrick movie, watching 2001 a space odyssey. So many jokes over so many cartoons made yep. sense. Like the whole, like I, I always knew that the whole, like, the monkeys and like the big black 
block monolith thing. I was like, I kept seeing that show up and like, and I'm like, this is from something. You know, I'm like, this is from something. I'm like, nobody can help me out. I've seen this in The Simpsons. I've seen it on whatever. Hmm. But educating, education is the greatest investment you can make into oneself. Even if it means watching movies. Yeah. God damn it, kids. (laughs) Begging you. Begging you, kids, to... Oh, well. There's a mm. there's a bunch of those um, movies that I still haven't seen that I've seen references to in cartoons a lot, and once I see the movie, I'll be like, oh, it's a sin. You gotta get on that. You gotta get on it. Mm. Yep. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Matt, what's your what's your favorite part about doing comedy? Favorite part. Um. It just makes me feel like the like one of the biggest reasons. I mean, I've wanted to do I wanted to do comedy since I was small. Yeah, you know, and the reason I decided I had to do it when I got big was because uh, I was I felt like I was wasting my life and wasting my time. So that's got to be the greatest part of it. Is it is it gives it, it's it's it's. It's pretty heavy, but it gives my life meaning. Okay. It's pretty heavy. That's pretty. That's a lot to to put into it, but um, it's just one of the things. It's not the only thing that gives my life meaning, uh, but it certainly is a, a layer that uh, I enjoy putting on display. Because that's what otherwise, what good is it? Well, though, it is fun making yourself laugh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's ultimately that's where it does come from is being you know, the youngest. And significantly younger than my brother and sister, like a, a, a clean decade, nine and ten years older. Oh. Yeah. And then... Uh, so you were like trying to get their approval and make them laugh. Um, I guess in a way, but mostly I was uh, by myself and yeah. I was just entertaining myself, you know? <laughs> like all my G.I. Joes, I had different names for all of them, different backstories for all of them, <laughs> you know? Do you remember any? Well, I remember um, <laughs> Mutt was was the main guy in this universe and his name was Captain Blade. Yes. And he had swords from one of the guys and I would draw like fake well not fake, I would draw comic book covers of, of fake comics starring like Captain Blade what? and his his main enemy was the Grim Reaper, that was his nemesis. Who was like basically like a um I guess I, I had like a Cobra Commander figure that I was basically like, ah oh, that's that's him, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whole different shit. Yeah, and then, like, different other figures was, like, a different wrestling league. So that was, like, all, like, the DC Comics superpowers figures and, and like, Marvel, you know, both Secret Wars figures, but then also, like, the figures that were coming out uh, around that time, like, uh, whatever they were called, I guess just Marvel superheroes, the one with, like, you know, Captain America with the shield or, like, one of them, one of them had, like, a... Oh, it was, it, it was the Punisher. The Punisher came with like like a trigger in the back so you could put in like you know that fake that that long tape of like caps caps yeah yeah so so like the other you know the punisher and smoking up and it's got like it's it was fucking crazy that that was that's that was a toy yeah cap guns dude where it's like violence like here's here's a guy with a skull on his chest with a gun 
who has explicitly stated constantly in 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 comic books that that criminals will fall. Criminals will be punished. Yes, they will be punished. I will kill them. <laughs> so I made all those guys wrestlers. Stuff like that. Maybe some, maybe some. Oh yeah, like in the wrestlers, like Dark Side from from the Superpowers collection. So like you could mm-hmm. squeeze, you could squeeze his legs and his arms would go up. Okay. But also you could shine a light through the top of his head and then Dark Side's uh, eyes. eyes would light up red. Uh. Him and Venom were a tag team. <laughs> um, I forget what they were called. It might have been called the Dungeon of Doom. That's a pretty good team name. <laughs> well, that was... Because I, I, this also would have been a little bit before that was actually the name of a wrestling stable in WCW. That That's the weird part, too. Whoa, you predicted it. I predicted it. But then, but they were managed, by, but by, by mine it made sense, because they were managed by a Dr. Doom figure. Was, <laughs> even, in, even in my continuity, he was still Dr. Doom, but he was a manager. And then, uh, but he had, it was, it's funny because it was the Dr. Doom figure from Secret Wars, but he, I had lost the legs, but I had put uh, Magneto's legs into him, so he had like these purple like orange legs you know that didn't match the rest of his green and silver yeah so i so that's i mean all my sense of humor came from that um, just my imagination of just i'd entertain myself yeah i had to do it did you ever so that's the best part of comedy is it, it it's it, it's a great way to crunch some hours yeah you know, that's why writing is fun because it's like, oh shit, I can just do whatever I want here. You know, we'll figure out a whole, we'll figure out a whole bunch of things to do with these assholes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, <laughs> what else? Mm. It's just, it's, it's fun, and it's, it, it's, it's, it's just, I don't know. All creativity, all art, it's just, it's so meaningful. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's the best. We're the we're the best. <laughs> Let's take a tubby. Mm-mm. Did you and Pete write all those sketches together? No. Nope. Did his writers write them? And then he kind of like made a pass or like. Uh, it, it, you know, it was every here and there. Yeah, every different. situation was different. Yeah. Yeah. How many outtakes? How, how many times were you guys just like? Okay. Oh well, it's nothing but outtakes with Pete. He 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 just he just sits there and he and he just keeps going. He just keeps going. They turn off the cameras. They take the tapes out, and it's like Pete, you're still going. <laughs> He's like, we're driving know, back. Fun. We're driving back. We're we're, we're 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 driving home now. You're still going. We're eating food. You're not chewing your food. Your food's getting cold. You're still talking. You're still going. You're still going. Which of all the AP was the worst? Whatever was your favorite uh, one? Was the worst my the worst my favorite one? What? So Pete Pete is the worst. Oh, I, I misheard you. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, um, therapist, um, <laughs> bartender. I mean, shooting wise, uh, the therapist was fun because I just got to sit on a couch all day. <laughs> um. 
because we, there were there were Batmans that we did, but this was before the show. This yeah. was for college humor. Bad men. Uh, there's one where I'm hanging upside down. That sucked. And at night, there was a point. Uh, probably around. We probably did a dozen of those Batman uh, videos, and probably around video number six. I, I said, we got to stop writing these that take place at night. Because it's like, <laughs> you shoot all fucking night. Yeah. Like the whole night. For, the one where I'm upside four down. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I was hanging upside down for nine minutes. That was, and it was really dangerous. That was the one with the voice, right? Where just right, like... voice choice, exactly. <laughs> what other pizza the worst did we do? <clears throat> uh, lawyer, bartender... Oh, the lawyer's my Therapist, favorite because I came doctor. up with those. The lawyers are mine. <laughs> You're not helping. Yeah. Yeah, those are the best. Those are, those are probably the funniest things we did on the show. The lawyers. Jesus. Drawing on the glass with the dry I mean, <laughs> we could have we just kept doing those fucking lawyers, man. Shit. With, like, actual money, with budget, like, holy shit. <laughs> Funny. Because, like, the doctors is all, it's all verbal, you know? Yeah. It's all just, like, it's just jokes. Because it's like, all right, what what other diseases can we make fun of? What the hell, like, every single, every single ailment. Let's think of every single ailment. <laughs> Whereas, like, the lawyers, it's like, this is, there's so much at stake. That's yeah. what we would keep laughing about. Like, this, we would be like, oh, my God, the stakes are so high. And, like, I'm behind glass, so I can't get yeah. to him. Yeah. I mean, it's like, the situation was pristine for our game. Of, like, of Pete having the status over me. It was... Like, it, it, it outdid the doctor. Because it's like, the doctor, it's like, more, he's just, he's just the messenger. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's a bad doctor. And, and probably, ultimately, we could have gotten into more situations where he was killing me. Um, that's obviously a, a place we could go and heighten from there. But mm. with the lawyers, it's like, I am helpless. so helpless. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and he's, either, like, like. Like when I like because when I came up with the idea for the lawyers and then like I was like oh shit and then it was just this 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 yeah. this you know I think my favorite concept had to have been the uh, that he's stealing my life <laughs> stealing the kids stealing the wife stealing the car I mean it's just like he's like your wife's doing great <laughs> yeah it's like is that a picture of my kid that, oh there's a picture of my kid Drew my yeah. kid Drew yeah yeah shit yeah. Shit, yeah. <laughs> have you um have you done a special? I don't. I no. I was um. I guess that's that's coming because right? I have enough stuff, and I'm like definitely at a point where, you know, people would watch it. I I would guess so, <laughs> or at least I don't know if people would necessarily watch it, but the people who would put it on. I could convince them that I that that, that they should would. put it on. You know, I don't know if anybody's gonna watch it, but if you put it on, there will be people who will watch it, <laughs> and they will enjoy it, and they'll tell everyone else to yeah. watch it. But uh, yep. I'm, I'm, you know, but you know, I got a real buzz going. I got a real buzz going for me in the city. You know, you know, people are talking after shows. 
People are talking to me. People are talking about me to other people. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's a real buzz happening. There's a lot of commotion happening around this Matt McCarthy guy. It's really an exciting time to be invested in the Matt McCarthy brand yeah. because things are happening now. <laughs> Can you hear that, kids? I'm rubbing my hands together. <laughs> Let's see how good this microphone is. Mr. Miyagi, fix me! <laughs> and then he just puts his hands over it. Like, I, rem- oh. I remember watching that too as a kid, and then like, like older kids being like, "That works," you know, because it's like because it, it makes your hands. Re- and then like rubbing your hands, and I'm like, "Wow, it really does make your hands hot." <laughs> it's like, yeah, so it makes your hands hot. The fuck, he's not gonna fix his like busted gut or whatever he had. His and leg. It- he swept the leg. Oh yeah, sweep the leg. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And they never really go into what specifically was wrong. Yeah. Um, speaking of crazy karate movies, <laughs> there's this one I saw uh, bits and pieces of, and I never got the title. Black Ninja. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Directed by me. I don't want to get into the whole Black Ninja thing. Um, what is it? I didn't. I didn't even want to talk about the whole Black Ninja thing, but. <laughs> It was a VHS DVD. Maybe it was just a DVD, but I had the DVD, and um, uh, it was uh, exclusive to Blockbuster. It seemed, which is a great market to be in. It was uh, in the used bins, <laughs> exclusive to the used bins. Also, uh, it, uh, long and short of it, if if you if you ever were a fan of watching the Cosby Show, there was an episode where Doctor Huxtable uh, just wanted to sit and read his newspaper. And he couldn't find... I mean, they, they had a big place. He couldn't find a room that was quiet. <laughs> something going on upstairs, something going on somewhere else. Something. Go, why he didn't just go to his office. Maybe it was being renovated. I don't know. <laughs> Very well-written show. Chase Hendricks did a wonderful job directing it. Here's the point. He finally goes to the living room. Denise and her boyfriend are just watching TV. Watching the Music Television Network, as a matter of fact. Although they call it something preposterous. The Music Network, whatever. (laughs) And there's reggae playing. Reggae is on the TV. Mm -hmm. And Bill Cosby says, oh, you're a fan of reggae. (laughs) The only lines that this gentleman who plays Denise's boyfriend has are singing along with the song on the TV. And he says things like, and he sings along just going... Hey, man. And like Cliff is trying to read the newspaper and he's like, what the hell's this guy? He's like, hey, man. Me say, hey, man. <laughs> so why do I bring this up? That's the guy that wrote, directed, starred, and produced Black, Black Ninja. Ninja. <laughs> and at the end of the opening credits, it's him in a courtroom because he is a lawyer by day. Oh a, a criminal defense attorney by day. Oh. And the black ninja by night. So he he gets the criminals off in the courtroom to prove how how fucked up the system is. And then he goes and finds his clients at night and kicks their asses dressed like a ninja. Uh, sword or no sword? Sword. Okay. Uh, ninja stars. Whatever he has. You know, feet. So the end of the opening credits is him... In the courtroom, and then the last credit it says directed by me. What? Like a fucking like like he made it on a MacBook. Like he made it using iMovie. 
like directed by me. Directed by me. Yeah. The hubris. Oof. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> so what was your question about ninja movies? <laughs> karate movies. There's this yeah, there's this older uh karate type movie and um there's a there's a guy and he's got a sensei and everything and, and he's going up against like uh, all the all the punk rockers are like um they're like really bad kids the like they all have mohawks and stuff and they're like vandals and mm-hmm. messing shit up and then uh uh one of the times the karate kid person uh is going up and fighting this uh, is, is really the... tall bald guy uh-huh and the really tall bald guy like um fought dirty killed the sensei guy mm-hmm. and so then the kid has to go in and fight him and then at one point he jumps up and then does a diagonal kick to the bald guy's head and like leaves a huge print where his uh heel kicked him he in leaves the head. a footprint on his head yeah, just his heel though, and I don't know what it's called, but I want to see it so bad because I didn't see the whole thing. I don't know, but that sounds good. <laughs> and a lot of blood. What's the What's the main guy? What's his race? Is is he? Is it a? Asian. Is, he's Asian. Yeah. Hmm. Is it in English? It was, the movie? I, I think it was dubbed in English. All right. Yeah. We're getting closer <laughs> every second. <laughs> It almost sounds like Street Fighter. Like he leaves a scar on the big, tall, bald guy, and then in the sequel, he's got the thing. Sa- Sagat? Saget? Yeah. Sagat. No, not Street Fighter. Zagat. Zagat. <laughs> Zagat Guide. I don't know this film, but I want to say it's The Last Dragon. Nope. I wouldn't know. Nope. I wouldn't know because I... Isn't The Last Dragon the one with Bruce Leroy? <laughs> Do you not know that one? I think that's that movie. That's Googleable. Bruce Leroy. Sure. And the heel is named Shonuff. <laughs> it's true. He was Bruce Campbell's sidekick on um, The Adventures of uh, Briscoe County. Wow, pull that one out. The heel? Oh, the heel in The Last Dragon <laughs> was Bruce Campbell's sidekick on The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. <laughs> oh, I'm so proud. You're proud of yourself, you piece of slime, you so-called champion. I am so proud of myself. Put some mustard on the hot dog, he's done. Oh, wow. Oh, so show enough, his catchphrase... In The Last Dragon, he would go, When I say, who's the master? You say, show enough. <laughs> so, like, he would have his toadies and his underlings on his on sides of him and his bitches and stuff. And he's just, like, this big, huge, pimping out black dude who's, like, dressed like a samurai. And he's like, am I the baddest? Show enough. Am I the meanest? Show enough. Oh. And that's the last dragon? A fortune cookie with no fortune. Yes, yes. <laughs> the last dragon. It's got to be the last dragon. And, and, the, and the main 
you know, the babyface is a um, is is a black kid who's who's obsessed with Bruce Lee movies, and they call him Bruce Leroy. Oh, His name's Leroy. <laughs> they call him Bruce Leroy. When when Shona first hears that, he goes Bruce Leroy. He's disgusted. Yeah, that movie's dynamite. Black dynamite. I watched that the same weekend as uh, as uh, we watched uh, Runaway with Tom Selleck. And Gene Simmons is the bad guy in that. What? Yeah, Gene Simmons like kidnaps Tom Selleck's son and he, and he makes these robot scorpions and, and he dies seven different times in the movie. I love that. <laughs> I might watch that today with my beautiful and talented wife. We've been married three years, and it's because of my VHS collection. <laughs> She's like, this is a good investment, clearly. We should watch Runaway starring Tom Selleck and Gene Simmons as the heel. <laughs> I'm married to Edith Bunker. We yeah. should watch it! <laughs> Gloria thinks she got raped. Well, we're not going to call the cops. <laughs> Very controversial on the family. They don't do that on the Big Bang Theory where they sit around. <laughs> no. Nope. Penny got Penny Penny didn't get raped, but she walked by a, a construction site and the guy held her down and somehow she got away by kicking him. But they decided they're not gonna call the cops because they're nerds and the cops will make fun of them and make them feel weird. <laughs> on a very special Big Bang Theory. Did that happen? I'm I'm behind on the That is one hundred percent an episode of All in the Family. <laughs> And it ends with them deciding not to report it because she'll get badgered on the witness stand by the by the DA, by wow. the de, whatever, by the defense attorney, whatever. Yeah. And it and it, I mean, it, it is startling television. You should watch it. It, it ends with uh, a close up of Gloria of Susan Sarandon trembling, and Archie in the background saying, "We took care of our own today. We took care of our own." And then it just fades to black. What? Fucking all in the family, dude. Wow. There's a reason they still rerun that show. That that show is devastating. <laughs> yeah, that show is. They get real. Oh, that show is phenomenal. <laughs> oh, that's up there. That's that's top three, man. Like of all time, of all like like. That's the one of the piano intro, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like the Tonight Show, and never been sweetened. They never Norman Lear never sweetened the laughs on his shows. All genuine like laughs. peppering in uh, Absolutely. canned laughter. There is an episode of Good Times that is a Christmas episode, and I try to watch it every year. Janet Jackson's on it when she was on the cast of Good Times. She's <laughs> she's very young in it. She's probably like 11 or 12. What winds up happening is she goes to the department store to buy a necklace for her mother for Christmas. A man, before she can pay for it, a man bumps into her, steals her wallet. My wallet's gone! My wallet's gone! Oh, honey, I'm sorry. And then the, the, the woman, the department store woman starts dealing with another customer and leaves the, bra- the, the, the necklace out. And you see it immediately. The wheels turning in little Janet Jackson's brain. Yep. She starts to... Gra- there are people in the audience, in the studio audience, that start screaming, No! No! Like, no! No! Like, oh! Like, like genuine, real, like, just like, oh, no! <laughs> Yeah, like there's just not television like that anymore, that's man. Awesome. God. So that's your homework. Gloria gets <laughs> gets raped, but she doesn't get raped. But the the guy almost rapes her, and then uh, uh, good times. Good times. Christmas Janet Jackson st- oh, steals a necklace for Christmas. Yeah. 
They're all on Netflix, I'm sure. Or the way Glenn Miller played. <laughs> that's what they. Yeah, that's what they're doing on Family Guy. Oh they're, yeah. They're 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 they're. That's the. And that's what they did on that one Simpsons episode, um, before Family Guy started. I no. think. I didn't watch the crossover episode. Did they leave that rape joke in? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, that was that made me so sad. That, I went, holy shit. That made me more uncomfortable than anything I've seen on TV. You know, I mean, we've gone from Gloria Bunker almost getting raped and the entire episode dealing with that very upsetting issue. Mm -hmm. To Stewie joking about it. To Stewie, yeah, to making it just, your sister's being raped. (laughs) Is that one? And then, like, and all I could look at is Bart Simpson and all I could, like, see. Bart, yeah, Bart's face was like, holy shit. I mean, like, like that guy. And it's so weird. Got that guy. It's a drawing. It's it's not mm-hmm. it's not real, but it, it's 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 a part of who I am. Yeah, literally. Same, same here. You know, like that was that that <clears throat> little drawing that that was my fucking hero. Ten years old, and now here we are. I'm like I'm gonna be thirty five next month, and then to watch that. Like if if it showed us anything, it showed us that The Simpsons has stayed way too long. And it also shows that the Family Guy isn't funny. I stopped watching the Family Guy a decade ago. It's so weird that I stopped watching The Simpsons and The Family Guy at about the same time. Like those first couple of seasons of The Family Guy, like that first run, and then when it got brought back again, and then it got canceled again, and then once it got brought back for the third time or the fourth, whatever, fucking, it's just shock. It's pure shock. There's no substance to it. Yeah. There's no rewatch value. There's a lot of flashbacks. Oh my God. <laughs> talk about... <laughs> Jesus Christ, talk about a show that it's like, if you didn't spend your summer after high school watching the entire collection at Major Video, uh, you don't get any of the jokes on fucking Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Or, or thank God they're all going by so fucking fast, it's like you don't even have to get them. <laughs> that show, it's the equivalent of like rattling keys in front of fucking somebody. I mean, it's just like it's... It's all flash and, and noises and rattling and like it just keeps moving so fast. It's like it's taken that MTV editing style and, and, and made it a cartoon. To the max. Masquerading as, as like it's all it is like the family guy is the best example of like is something funny or is it just that they have down the rhythm of what makes something funny, mm-hmm. you know? Because it's like you can watch and it's like it's like watching a dance. It's like watching you know, you can see the black footprints on the ground, and, and like there's the dance right in front of you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the show's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see American Dad? Did you like that one? Uh, there are episodes of it that I've watched that I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean, it's fine. I what? I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's. There's a formula, and once it's, it's very hard for me to appreciate something once I know how the trick works, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, why... Which is odd, too, because I'm such a big pro wrestling fan, but it's like, (laughs) there are so many layers to that, and there's also, like, you... There is no way to know what's going to happen next in pro wrestling, because it is... Anything can really happen. (laughs) You know, both planned and unplanned. Whereas it's like, if I'm watching a Seth MacFarlane, you know, dance routine, it's going to be just that. I mean, shock, instead of, in place of laughs, is very upsetting, you know? It's very, uh, 
when he says to Mo, your sister's being <clears throat> raped and then hangs up. And then I'm just left sitting there like, and I'm actually the type of person that I'm going to think like, what is Mo thinking now? Yeah. You know? Yeah. What is Bart thinking? Well, Bart was horrified. And I mean, it's like to hear the word raped and be looking at an icon from when I was a child. It was so lowbrow and so, it's not even lowbrow it was just and it's not even cheap it's just so lazy and dumb mm-hmm. and just shock for the sake of shock like it really is shock for the sake of shock as, to, as opposed to like and like there's no deeper meaning to it there's no like oh well you know Stewie doing that is like it, it really does show that like well it was an inappropriate joke and it's like making an inappropriate joke and then pointing out yes it was inappropriate I would never make that joke it's like you just made that joke you know it doesn't you can't have your cake and fucking eat it too like it's it's so ludicrous this idea of like you know like like comedians will do that sometimes where they're like oh you know what the obvious joke would be and and then make that joke it's like just because you're prefacing it that doesn't mean you're not the person making that joke like you made that (laughs) rape joke yeah not like it's like 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 jeff dunham like he's not racist the puppet's racist the fuck you talking about (laughs) What kind of fractured logic is that? It's like, oh, it's Stewie. It was Stewie that doesn't understand, not the executives at Fox and Seth MacFarlane and 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 the Simpsons. I mean, it's just it's so pathetic. I mean, it felt like a fan video. It felt so lowbrow that like it felt like one of those gifs where like Marge and Homer are having sex, you know, where you're just like, oh, wow, look at look at you know, look at Marge's boobs look at look at look at Bart standing there while someone talks about rape it's like it could have been fixed with the the word kidnapped your sister your sister's been kidnapped it's the exact same joke no no it's not the same joke because you because rape is far more far more shocking and and, and it's a bigger laugh Comedy is being surprised. It's surprised. You didn't know he was going to... He doesn't understand how these things work. It wasn't a wordplay. He did not trick Mo into saying something. See, it also goes to show it's like... They've made that joke before, too, in like 96. When Lisa and Homer are playing Truth or Dare. And she dares him to make a prank phone call to Mo's. And, and Homer doesn't understand how it works. And then gets upset. And then hangs up. It's like this... It's already... Uh, Remember when they were showing every episode of The Simpsons on FX? Yeah. Or FXX, whatever fucking ever. And I don't have cable, so I just... I knew that but it was happening. Right. But and, yeah. and me neither. Like, whatever channel it is, I don't get it. So I was like, well, I have the DVDs, yeah. and I'm going to watch it. And it turns out they weren't even showing them completely unedited to begin with. Oh, they still edited for time? There apparently were episodes where there was things that were cut out, yeah. What? From what I read on Twitter. I didn't watch anything, and I couldn't tell you what it was. But, hey, here's what happened. <laughs> Everybody was tweeting about it. Those first few hours, like ever, like the, those first like day or two. It's all I read about. Then once it hits about season nine, nobody was tweeting about it anymore. About like, gosh, I remember how great this show was. Gosh, I remember how you know. And that's not to say that like the show was immediately bad, but it's like. That show had run its course and had, like, you know what what dawned on me? I was like, you know what would have been amazing? I forget which season it ended. If it was seven or eight or whatever. But it was the uh, the Simpsons spinoff showcase. Where they do, like, 
Quimby PI, yeah. and they have yeah. uh, whatever the other one is. And then, and then the last one is the Simpsons Variety Show. And it's so... What's it, a Tim Conway? Was right, what's yeah. a Tim Conway? <laughs> uh, and Lisa doesn't want to be involved, so it's a different Lisa. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. My first thought watching that again and watching it in, in tandem with the marathon... I was like, imagine if that had been the final episode of the series. That would have been the craziest, <laughs> most awesome fuck you in television history. Like, like that. Like, it's like with this with Seinfeld, like dropping the microphone and being like, "Yep, at the height of the success, we're Ooh, leaving." And yeah. and the and they're getting what they deserve. They're all going to be in prison. Jail. Like, yeah. <laughs> that postmodern, brilliant satire The Simpsons should have gone out on a note like that where it's like, what's going to happen next? A little alien that Homer, Homer, only Homer can see in here. You know? The great kazoo. Great Hello, dum-dum. <laughs> I am one of those people that I'm like, ah, as soon as, uh, poor Phil Hartman, as soon as he was gone, that was, that was the end of it for me. Yeah? Phil Hartman was such a... It was around like 90-something. 90 in 98, right? I guess, or 99. I mean, really, it was, it was 2000. I, I would, if I'm going to put a date on it, yeah. I'd be like, once you hit 2000, it's like, eh. I know what episode it is, and I didn't realize that other people agreed until I Googled the episode. But, like, generally, and it's weird because I was, like, as watching it live, watching it air, or maybe not even watching it air live, but definitely the rerun in that summer of 2000 or 2001, mm -hmm. um, where Marge thinks that the babysitter is trying to steal her family. Yeah. Uh, that was the one where I was like, I'm done with The Simpsons. <laughs> I was like, this is not funny. It's just set up joke, set up joke, instead of like these subtle layers and building and like it being based on the characters instead of just ba 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 ba, you know? I hate that. I hate like like 30 Rock, I was like, it's still really funny, but I'm just like, I can't stand just like the. I don't need that. I'm like, it's so. Like the procedural dramas. I'm like, you found the comedy equivalent of the procedural dramas. And I'm like, and I can't follow the procedural dramas because I'm just like. And I can follow them. Obviously, anybody can follow them. They're but so you choose but, not to. But it's just, you, you, it, it, if you're not hanging on every word, you can't follow anywhere that's going. Unless you're just tuning in and out like me, and you wait for that one character to be like, wait, so you're saying that blah, blah, blah? You know, <laughs> sum up the entire scene in a sentence. You know? Wait, she didn't work there? You know, love that character. America loves that character. Uh... What was my point? What was I talking about? Simpsons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. And how much you still love it. Yuck. Yuck. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was Marge. And definitely, like, and Marge was so out of character. You know? Because, like, Marge's character is that she's oblivious. She's she's the anchor to reality. And so, in so much that it's a family. She's the homemaker. Yeah. Marge isn't wacky. Marge started being wacky. Like, there's an episode where, like, they couldn't pay their meal at some Mexican restaurant or something, and then they all have to start playing, like, mariachi, and, like, Marge is in the outfit and playing. And it's like, the, it, 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 that's what bothered me the most about it, is Marge is in the outfit playing. <laughs> like, Marge doesn't, Marge is the one sitting at the table with her face in her, in her lap. 
mortified at her husband and her awful kid and, and her and her and her daughter's you know too smart for her own good yeah you know uh, it's 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 the Jerry Jarrett said it best booking pro wrestling is not complicated <laughs> it's not it's a good guy versus a bad guy you think booking the Simpsons needs to be in Homer's dumb Marge is embarrassed Bart is evil Lisa's Lisa smart. smart and Maggie is the is 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 purely innocent but is better at all of them at everything. <laughs> She's smarter than all of them. Yeah. She's the road runner. <laughs> Breaks my heart. Did you fucking ever... Stewie in his football head. You know what really bothers me about <laughs> Seth MacFarlane is he's not even from Rhode Island. He just went to RISD. He went to Rhode Island School of Design. Mm-hmm. And he apes that uh, that accent off of a poor security guard that he's ostensibly making fun of. Oh, with the with Stewie, the with, the, with the Peter Griffin. Oh, okay. Like, oh yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Jeez, I'm a I'm a security guard at RISD. What what the fuck do I know? <laughs> I'm just sitting up here on College Hill, just uh, I'm a freaking jack off, gonna have a, a lucky and a gansett. Yeah. <laughs> it just it just strikes me as as some. Just some beady-eyed fucking jerk-off who thinks he's better than people. <laughs> and and the fact that it's attached to working-class Rhode Islanders. I'm from Rhode Island. I don't know if I said that. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. That, that's what it is what for What part me. of Rhode Island? East Providence. So, I, like, I grew up right near RISD. Okay. Brown and all that shit. Well, not right near it, but, I mean, Rhode Island. Everything's near each other. Yeah. I, I grew up in Rumford. What's the longest uh, possible span in Rhode Island? Is that a dumb question? No. I used to know the number. Probably, like, 100 miles? Um, not even. Well, I mean, it, it's it's you could you can drive from top to bottom the state in 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 you know in an afternoon, you know, easily. The sun never sets on Rhode Island, <laughs> type of thing. Uh, it uh, or maybe the sun is always setting on Rhode. Island. It's always midday. I don't know what it is. <coughs> But yeah, I love Rhode Island. That's where I'm from. You know, Quahog. It's not a real town. No. It's a dish. It's a. I like that little joke. It's a clam dish, oyster. Yeah, dish? it's 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 breaded clam. The uh, my favorite joke for the Rhode Islanders in the Family Guy is James Woods High School. <laughs> because yes, James Woods is from Rhode Island, mm-hmm. but the joke there is that. Um, James Wood's mother uh, ran a nursery school in Rhode Island. My brother went to it. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I don't know who... A Rhode Islander definitely came up with that. Or or maybe even when they involved James Woods in it. Maybe the, But the James Woods joke, I think, preceded, was there before James yeah. Woods actually did a guest voice. Yeah. So there was definitely some sort of Rhode Islander involved. Who knows? I don't. <laughs> It's, it's a, Googleable. It's a bit of a quagmire. <laughs> Googleable. Googleable. <laughs> Googleable. Did you ever get into Futurama? Um, I didn't, but I, I, I have so much appreciation for Futurama. I never got into it, though. My favorite joke, though, uh, like I would watch episodes here, here and there. Yeah. And my favorite joke was um, Fry has a bird, for some reason, in a cage. And then, like, he's talking to the bird, or he gets confused, and whatever. He he opens the the door to the cage, mm-hmm. and then the bird like pecks him in the face, and then flies away. 
And he's like, hey, what the hell? And then he screams at the bird and he goes, I know where you live. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's like, I'm like, that is brilliant. That's one of my favorite jokes that I've ever seen on television. I know where you live. That's outstanding. Have you, um, have, have you, I? Have you ever been to the, um, Stonecutters Simpsons trivia at Nerdmelt? No. It's every first Saturday of the month, and last. I mean, last it's, one it's was... like, but like the bulk. Of the, I literally have not watched the bulk of the series now. But most of it is like the season. The first that ten you, years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, my DVDs, I think, go up to season nine. What, what's what's the season with Fred Grimes? Oh, that one was so. It's good. either eight or nine. Uh, I don't know. But Frank you know Grimes there are there are or grimy as he liked to be right. called because <laughs> there are some episodes in season ten that I do like. Um, I can't think of what they are off the top of my head, but there there there's a Bart episode that I do like that's in season ten that I can't think of. But at any rate, it's Googleable. 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 <laughs> I always I, I, my my benchmark would be the Halloween episodes. I think most fans would agree. That's the next Stonecutters. Trivia, Simpsons trivia on Saturday. Yeah, I think the... It will have already happened when this comes out. But. Yeah, the season where, like... It's definitely probably season nine where it's like Marge and the baby is an alien. Mm-hmm. The one with Xena Warrior Princess. That's that's it. That's I'm done. I, I don't even... I think that's season ten. And I'm like, fuck that. Where a comic book man is trying to put them all in like plastic bags, like I heard they gave comic book man a comic book guy a fucking name, mm-hmm. and it was a very it's just innocuous, who cares just name. yeah, yeah. What a load of shit! <laughs> you know what it was? I what the last season, the last show, the last episode I watched that probably aired as it aired would have been when they killed Maud Flanders, maybe. Like, that's the last episode... Like, that was probably in season 10, and that's an episode I would want to have just because I... The only joke I like in that is Homer keeps calling for a star wipe. Yeah, <laughs> and, and star, star wipe, wipe, and we're out. <laughs> that's that's. There are so many jokes in The Simpsons and Seinfeld, even in The Cosby Show, where I'm like, oh my god, I've incorporated that into my daily life, into my vernacular. I was just talking about Star Wipe yesterday. And Star Wipe, and we're out. <laughs> Dad, you know there's more wipes than just Star, right? I'm taking my name off of this. <laughs> yeah, that was that was def- I mean, also, but I mean, shit started falling apart when they like the whole Principal Skinner isn't Principal Skinner T. Williger bullshit. Armin Tamzarian. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That was it. That's the end of the series right there. That's you you were such a brilliant postmodern satire and once you go meta like it, it cuz you can you it, that existence is meta, but like you need an anchor in reality. Once you start violating it by being meta on meta, once Disco Stew shows up for a second time, you have run out of Simpsons. <laughs> there is no reason for that guy to exist outside of that one joke. Disco Stu doesn't advertise. It, it was his jacket. Homer's jacket was supposed to say Disco Stud. Hey, Disco Stu, you should get this jacket. I don't advertise. Like, now he's showing up again? No. 
That was a he was a punchline. He's not the bumblebee man where it's like, oh, here's a wacky person that lives in the town. You're running out of. Mm. <laughs> How about Bob's Burgers? Oh, Bob's Burgers is so funny, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's super funny. It's weird to know like literally every voice on that like no personally know the people that do the voices on that show. That's weird. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> but it's it it, it it took some get like like to stop hearing Eugene and Kristen and John and and, and see those characters, yeah. you know. It's so funny. <clears throat> and Ron Ron Lynch. I just did his show. <laughs> What's, um, uh, what show is that? Uh, uh, the Tomorrow Show at the Steve Allen Theater. I did five minutes or die. You get five minutes or you die. <laughs> and by die, they turn off the lights. <laughs> Meaning, if you don't, five minutes are up. No, no, no. Once five. Oh, they, once the five minutes are up. <laughs> very strict, tight ship. It's a tight ship. <laughs> yes, indeed. I'm gonna start. Uh, I ran a comedy show out of um, my apartment in San Diego County before I moved up here. Because mm-hmm. where I lived, there was like nothing of comedy. Uh, I, I would have had to drive 40 minutes down to San Diego proper or 40 minutes up to uh, Orange County. Too much driving. And I was like, I don't have That's what money. killed Sam Kinison. <laughs> the road. <laughs> I see what you did there. Poor Sam. Sweet Sam. Poor misguided Sam. Sweet Sam. Little Sammy Kennison, we used to call him back in the day. Sweet little angry Sammy. Loves his Jesus. Oh, loves his Jesus. Oh, Sammy Kennison loves his Jesus. <laughs> me name's Sam Kennison and I love Jesus. Me, 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 me. Have you heard that before? My spot on Sam Kinison? No. I'm Sam Kinison. I love Jesus. Right? Remember that on Have You Seen Me Lately? <laughs> That's your new character. I'm Sam Kinison. I love Jesus. <laughs> oh, brother. But I'm going to run the comedy show here in the apartment. This is the place to do it. Yeah, I got chairs. I got I got the mic. I got a I got amplified sound. And I've got a spotlight. What more do I need? People. People. Mhm. You can do it. Yeah. All you need is people. It's There's called- plenty of them. <laughs> Fucking everywhere, man. Dude, you could throw you could throw a stick and hit a person. Isn't it crazy to think if like half a million people are watching a TV show? It's doing bad. Yeah. You know? You're like, oh, only 400,000 people tuned in. <laughs> and watched it nobody, live. Nobody saw it. <laughs> like, that is, like, a million, uh, like, a million people. One million souls. That's two million eyes. We're on the show. They're like, Right, it's doing all right. Are, are these people going to keep tuning in? Yeah, a million people. Ah, that, that, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. No, 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 no. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. 
you know, like Ion would be like, oh, wow, oh, a million people. Or like the L. Ray Network. Be like, oh, a million people. Oh, that'd be wonderful. But like NBC, you know, even Comedy Central, they're just like, ah. Just a million? <laughs> and that's for people watching it live, right? Yeah. Like, Which nobody does anymore. Nobody does that. I mean, even like, God, you get like shows that like three million people are watching it and they're like, ah. <laughs> And then somehow we're supposed to come up with something like, no one has ever, this is, I have no idea. I like this. I, one person thinks this is a good idea. Will you put it on TV? <laughs> I don't know. We got things that. 750,000 people are salivating over and they're sending us emails every week but uh, we want something that people who sell trucks want to sponsor <laughs> we gotta move some mountain do- we gotta move some dude <laughs> what was the uh, was it a, it was a rating situation for Pete Holmes show yeah oh yeah yeah nobody fucking watched it I watched it done every time um, and I don't have cable, but I would wa- I would go and watch it on TBS.com. Mm-hmm. Stream it online. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I never knew what the ratings were. I'm sure that's Googleable. <laughs> it's probably highly Googleable. Well, I ever... I never knew what the ratings were. I, I just think... knew that they weren't good. And I knew that At Midnight got better ratings. I know that... They need to get rid of the Nielsen system. Well, I mean, what a silly, flawed system. Yeah. But it's so... I don't know what it is, if it's the creep factor, if it's, you know, people's fear of Big Brother, but it's like, you can't tell me that the cable companies can't see exactly what we're watching at all, like, second to second. Yeah. You know, they have minute to minutes now, but it's still, it's such a flawed system of, like, the the Nielsen ratings, because it's only Nielsen Holmes. It's such a ludicrous assumption that they are representative of Of everyone. They're not. You know, because I'm the best example of that. Because when I watch CBS, I feel so fucking old. Because all it is is (laughs) AARP catheters, fucking reverse mortgages, fucking, you know, my electricity doesn't work, my diabetes is hurting, my wheelchair sucks. I watch reruns on Cozy and Antenna, and it's, you know, did you fall down? Do you want to sue this guy? Do you have mesothelioma? Do you have cancer? You're going to get cancer. Do you have this? Do you have a glass eye? Do you have a hearing aid? Can you hear me now? Can you hear the words coming out of my mouth? And I'm like, this, this, they don't know that a guy who's 34 and a TV junkie is only watching these three channels. They think I'm watching, you know, I don't know what they think I'm watching. I have never. Spike. Yeah, you think I'm watching Spike? God. Like Watch I just, wipe out. Like I'm, I'm almost, I'm, I'm coming up on 35. I'm, I'm slowly wandering out of that key lucrative demographic. I have no money, and I spend more money than I ever have in my life. And I'd love to spend it on your lousy products. You just don't tell me about them. Like the, the, the rating system is so stupid. Yeah. I mean, my God, you know how they used to do the, the, the I don't know how they still do radio, but 10, 15 years ago when I lived in the Bronx. 
we got a thing from from Arbitron. Aren't those the ones that do the radio? I don't know. You know how you do the ratings for the radio, at least back then? The honor system. <laughs> you write down what you listen to from what time until when, and then you mail it back to them. <laughs> Are you shitting me? <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I listen to Howard Stern, I listen to WFUV. It's like, fuck it. I listen to WFUV all day. Let's give WFUV incredible ratings. <laughs> For like 13 bucks or something. I remember the guy called on the phone. You know, they solicited you. And he's like, um, you ever done ratings before? No, 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 sure, I love to do it. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Well, uh, 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 well, uh, how old are your roommates? Oh, we're all 23. Great, 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 great. <laughs> Yeah, it's three guys. We're all 23. Great, great, great. Like the guy is like, you know. Salivating. Oh, is he going to get a big pat on the back from his bosses for getting this? Get We were such a get. Oh, what a get. Yeah. Three 23-year-old males living in New York Sizzle. Golden. Golden nuggets in the back of a truck. That's your new hit single. That's my new hit single. <laughs> uh, we we were a Nielsen TV family back when I was like, uh, it's so eleven or twelve or something, and I didn't. I was like, wait, what? Like I have to write down every time I watch TV. And like, you gotta punch in a code and, like, and watch. It's like give me a break. <sighs> so dumb. It's like the. Uh, What's that principle or like that, that um, there's something in physics or whatever where it's like you studying something changes the something that you're studying. Oh, uh, like you Schrodinger's cat? Whatever it is. <laughs> I mean, like if no, you're, you're, that can't be it. you're putting... Heisenberg. Yes, a Heisenberg. Heisenberg. That's Heisenberg exactly what yeah. it is. Thank you. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you're going to put this cumbersome suit on me and then say, just act natural... <laughs> It's ludicrous. Yeah. Act like... Like, oh, God, they know my name, my age, my sex, my weight, my race. Uh, they're going to judge me. They're not just going to judge me. They're going to judge everyone like me based on what I'm going to watch right now, whether I'm going to watch Doug or whether I'm going to watch Muppet Babies. You know, it's like, oh, God. <laughs> Well, oh, he's 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 Puerto Rican, so he doesn't like that other show. Oh, well, well, but but this this guy's Chinese, so he's watching this other show. I mean, it's just these 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 such insulting assumptions. Like the most insulting. I'm not even gay, but the first time I heard of Logo, like we're gonna do a network just for gay people. Like I wasn't like, oh wow, like what a big step forward. It's like <laughs> no, it's it's just. We've decided that you are monetizable. You will watch this. <laughs> this is what you like, queers. You like it so much that you're going to watch it, and now we're going to sell you all these shitty products that we know you use because you're fucking gay. You know? When, when, it first, when that channel first came around, I didn't know what it stood for. And I was like, lesbians or gays or... Lesbians or gays or... <laughs> lesbians or gays or... <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Logo. logo. Yeah. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. 
Mm-hmm. BET is another example of that. Yeah, BET. It always felt, you know, I remember being a kid and being like, it felt strange. I'm like, am I, am I not allowed? To yeah, am I allowed this? to watch this? <laughs> am I allowed to enjoy? The, like, like, if like, and and it's such a, it's such a loaded argument or loaded statement. It's just so loaded for someone like me. Just some boring middle class white kid, Irish descent, living in Rhode Island, being like, "Oh, this is what black people like," and it's and it's so easy to determine what black folk will like that we can just put it on one channel. I mean, it's just it it shit like that always bothered me. It still bothers me, you know. I don't know. It should. I know. Should bother more people. The point where it doesn't bother you is the point where you're like, well, I'm satisfied with the way the world is. Like it really is like <laughs> like of of like you really do have to come like thank God I went to school in New York City. Thank God I met different kinds of people, you know. Just thank God I met New Yorkers, you know. At least just being exposed to something other than myself. And that's not to say Rhode Island isn't a diverse place. It's very diverse, you know. It's and it's so densely populated. But I mean, it's it's still, you know, it's still Rhode Island. It's not New York where you are getting people from literally everywhere, mm-hmm. you know. And and really being able to see what, if any, are the differences and similarities between people. And then it turns out we're all the same and we're all different. You know, it's just. <laughs> these commonalities are one thing but I mean to, to, to base an entire for example television network on ultimately racism yeah. <laughs> is a little hard to swallow you know not for those TV execs just, I know it's it's you know that's th- where the money is, and that's all demographics are. It's it's a demographic. It's it's differences between <clears throat> us. It's like those people over there like this. These people over here like these. I mean, it's just <laughs> I just hate presumption. <laughs> it's so gross. Yeah, I hate being told that I like something. That's a big turnoff. <laughs> Somebody says to me, "You're gonna love this." You're like, uh, no, wow, well, you, you, will I? you just said it to incline. <laughs> how how, how severe it. is the degree going to get? This is an uphill battle. <laughs> Tell me that you like it, yeah. okay? Then I'm, then I'm interested. <laughs> Telling me that I will like it, pff, I'm walking away. <laughs> Casino hands, done. <laughs> Tell me you like it. Be like, I really like this. You should check it out. And then you can Because I respect you. I respect your opinion. You know yeah. what I don't respect is you presuming you know everything I fucking think and feel. <laughs> that you can predict it and monetize it and be like, oh, you're predictable. No, I'm not, actually. That's why there are so many public, massive public failures in show business, food, <laughs> restaurants closing all the time. I mean, it's like nobody knows. William Goldman is the only one who knows anything because he said no one knows anything. <laughs> nobody knows anything. That- nobody in show... That's it. In, in uh, Adventures in the screen, screen Trade, which is a brilliant book that, that a- anybody should read. Anybody, not even just in entertainment, anybody attempting to live a life <laughs> should read Adventures in the Screen Trade. Because it, 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 it is also just, it, it's very humanizing. 
because he's such a brilliant writer and he does present it in a way that you're like, gosh, this could be me. You know, this this could be an experience in any endeavor. You know, I just need to apply myself and 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 listen to my own voice and my own instincts and remember why I wanted to do this in the first place, as opposed to some suit saying this has worked 14 times in the past and you're going to be number 15. Fuck you. I'm not <laughs> like I just read the like like. Like two months ago, or like two issues ago in Rolling Stone, there was an interview with Tom Petty, and he's talking about like some record exec telling him, you know, you, you need to like put some uh, some real hard driving uh, guitars with long guitar solos on on this record, and he's and his reaction was fuck you, and the interviewer's <laughs> like, but you do have songs like that, and Tom Petty goes, I know, but to be told, yeah, it's like Tom gets it, <laughs> TP and the HB, they get it. What everybody else's problem is. <laughs> you you are this, so you must like this. You will like this. I hate that. You will love it. <clears throat> Matt, you like comic books. You'll love this TV show called Heroes. Fuck you. I'm never going to watch an episode of it. <laughs> and when it gets canceled and falls apart, I will relish it and say to everyone who told me it was great, I'm like, see, that show sucked. <laughs> Yeah, it was a weird crash and burn. You know, it's there was like, one season where it split, and it was like, oh, it's gone, and then it came back. And my buddy and I, we kind of, we kind of liked the first and second season. Mm-hmm. The third season was where it got weird and stupid, and then I don't even know it went to a third season. And then a fourth. A fourth. And then they came, they claimed there was a fifth season, but fourth season broke after like episode five or something, and then yeah. there was a break, and then they were like. This is season five. No, it's not. You're just saying it's something. Yeah. It's, and it. we watched it crash and burn. We watched it till the end just to be like, no, we watched, <laughs> we watched it all the way through. I was that way with Lost where I was like, <laughs> I have been in this. I'm going to see it through. I am so just dis- like as soon as Allison Janney said, uh, is that her name? The mom uh, from Mom? Uh, she was the Allison mom. Allison from, uh, uh, from Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yeah. And like all the, everything. She's been in millions. And she says she's at awesome. one point in, in, in Lost, uh, she goes... Uh, she's in Lost? She plays the mom of Jacob and the man in black. Okay. I haven't seen Lost, so... It, but I, believe I know, me. I there's, know. <laughs> there is nothing that I could spoil. <laughs> I know that the ending is disappointing, but it because is, the but, backdrop picture, like, but that was watching just... everything up until then is spectacular, and you should watch it. I mean, know that it's it's ultimately you will get some some payoffs, but yeah. ultimately, she says your questions will only lead to more questions, and it's like, fuck you, bitch! I've been watching this thing for six years. <laughs> yeah. I heard that the the picture of the plane in the back of the end credits of the very last episode mm-hmm. was just something that NBC was like, or ABC, whatever channel it was on, was like, we want a picture, we don't want it to be in black. And they put that picture up and everyone was confused. They are like, what? So they've been dead the whole time? Right. What? It, it was, it was they like... Haven't. Like they It's just very upsetting when something... Because like, like with The Sopranos, like for that's the best example of also like... I haven't seen that. <laughs> do yourself a favor all you need to do is watch watch season one mm-hmm. and then know in season two he kills big pussy that's it don't even waste your time with season two <laughs> don't even waste your time with season two because then the whole time in season two you're like what's gonna happen to big pussy and then in the last episode of the season it's like oh he kills his friend big pussy 
<laughs> then in season three, they introduce another new character. And not to say Big Pussy was a new character. He was in the uh, first season. The first season of The Sopranos is outstanding. Okay. From start to finish. But watching the pilot and then watching the final episode of the first season, you can see how, oh, this should have just been a movie. Oh, wow. The, pilot, the, the first episode of The Sopranos is some of the best television you'll ever see. Cool. Just that first episode. And they lay everything out. They set up everything. You understand all the characters and their dynamics. Yeah. And then you want to see what's going to happen. Then by season two, they're already starting to get precious. You have a main character, Big Pussy, that you don't know what's going on with him. Then it turns out he dies at the end. Then season three, they, then they start their, the, the game of the Sopranos. We will now introduce a brand new uh, character and then, and then kill them at the end of the season. Okay. And that is what the storylines became, where it became so precious. Because it's like, I never liked watching Oz, but I appreciated the fact that everyone was up for grabs, even the narrator. Like, anybody could get killed on that show you know it's like like that's part of the thing that people love about game of thrones they forget yeah. it's like you know well, all right fine that's that's uh, they're like hey anything can happen exactly <laughs> it's like so pro cool. wrestling <laughs> so yeah tv oh, is it's good when i should uh, check out no <laughs> if i want to get traumatized no oz is uh <laughs> preposterous so when i was I give I'll, I will give any TV show a shot. I'll give any movie a shot. I'll give anything a try. Yeah. Who the uh, how can critics the idea like the, that you can yeah the the idea I don't know it's it's like we're back to racism again the <laughs> idea that you can prejudge anything yeah without any information to back it up is ludicrous. Yep. You know you could have an idea you could have a a, a presumption going in you know mm-hmm. you could have a bias that's what it is it's a bias you know like I went into the movie Oculus going. This is going to be stupid. Mm-hmm. I wind up loving it. Oh. I, I, and the reason I bring it up is because I watched the first episode of the TV show Selfie. Just because I was like, I have to watch this. I have to watch yeah. this. I'm sure some executive had a wet dream. We're going to have a TV show called Selfie. The <laughs> word of the year. I watched it. It's fucking wonderful. Really? Because the same girl, Karen Gillan, is in both of them. She is dynamite. Okay. She's so funny. And the the guy from uh, Harold and Kumar. And right, the, exactly. Yeah. He's great too. He's but awesome. I mean, but she is just she is a star. Cool. Yeah. Um, so it looks like it's gonna be good. Like. Yeah, I'll watch it again. I mean, it's it's My Fair Lady. That's the that's the gimmick. But she is so entertaining. She is a, a delight. Nice. If America doesn't like watching her on TV, then I, you know, it goes back to nobody knows anything. <laughs> I don't know what America wants. <laughs> and it's true. Nobody does. Can't tell me what I'm going to like. But nobody tells a Navy man a Navy man had too much to drink. Only a Navy man knows when a Navy man's had too much to drink. Um, Dana Gould. <laughs> going back to uh, uh, horrible movies that we were talking about earlier. Mm. And horrible movie night. When you did... Um, was it... It was the it was the one provoked? With, yeah, provoked with the, the the woman from Glow and Guns. She was, was she it? was she was a female wrestler, right? I believe that was Americana from the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Not to be confused with Susie Spirit, who broke her arm on television for everyone to see, like compound, like what? arm broken. 
You want to Google, you want to fucking YouTube something horrific. <laughs> Put in Susie Spirit broken arm. You'll see it. It was in a wrestling match? Yes. Well, that, that is probably the best example of these were not wrestlers. These were aspiring actresses. <laughs> some of them, some of them athletic, some of them athletes. Some of them went on to careers in professional wrestling, like um, Tina Ferrari became Ivory in the WWF. You know. A t- uh, Matilda the Hun, she's a legend. She is a legend still. Matilda the Hun? Matilda the Hun. <laughs> she's the bearded lady in Spaceballs. What are you, one of the freaks? That's the top heel from the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Oh, was, yeah. was the Hun spelled H-O-N? No, H-U-N. <laughs> she was not, she was nobody's honey. And then she went, when she was not in Glow, her name was... Uh, Usually Queen Kong. <laughs> queen Kong. Okay. Well, let's see you take her down, brother. Hey, King Kong gotta have a queen. Queen Kong. <laughs> it's on. It's either on. It's definitely on Netflix or Hulu. It's definitely streaming. Is the Glow documentary? You should watch that. It's just called Glow. Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. <laughs> Fucking. That's a trip. It's just a trip. But yeah, watching episodes on YouTube are also watching Su- Actually, they cover Susie Spirit busting her fucking ass in that. In, they, in Glow. It just goes to show. It's like wow, you, you, the emphasis should be prof- on the professional in professional wrestling. Like if yeah. you're just doing wrestling, it's like wow, motherfucker's gonna get hurt. <laughs> you should not be doing. That. Oh, motherfucker's gonna fall down. <laughs> All that backyard wrestling. With All the- that. Um, Grossness. Oh, going back to the ratings and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if if Netflix has taught us anything, it's that we know what we want. Like wh- right, it's so silly to to schedule something like it's 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 it is akin to what we were just talking about and, and the prevailing attitude. You know, I'm I'm not so different than anyone else in America or or the average TV viewer in this country of like, why the hell do I have to? You don't have to wait until 8 o'clock to watch something anymore, yeah, you know? I mean, yeah. live sports is literally the only thing keeping cable afloat. Um, but then they could just stream it online. Just, right. just fucking get rid of cable. Well, it's, you got, Ugh. I think you got, honestly... There's a stranglehold. The number I keep hearing is somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 million Americans don't have the internet still. What? Hey, man. <laughs> Have you heard the also number uh, statistic that it's like, uh, it's just there, it's there a, is it's a it's a right or something. not a right but like a, a something where you're like if you don't have the internet like something's something's up. You have a right to the internet. Not a, a to free internet. It's like a human like a like a just give me the oh. internet. <laughs> if you don't have the internet, that's weird. I'll just say that that's not a statistic. Just, like running water? Yeah. <laughs> like a toilet? It's food, shelter. Uh, it's like the place should come with a fridge. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, well, where's the refrigerator? That's on me? I'm not buying the place. Renting. When I uh, when I first moved in here, um, she doesn't use the internet all that much. Sure, exactly. I mean, it's like um, there's, it's, there's a big difference between... <laughs> Something that you just turn on 
and and now you're using it as <laughs> as opposed to something where it's like it's on you to 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 supply the input yeah where you know because it, 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 there's tv is a perfect invention that's why they're everywhere because mm-hmm. you turn it on and now you're using it and you can lit and, and then you literally go into a trance you know, your heart rate changes, your mind waves change. The computer ain't like that. You're... Because you're, you're always engaged. You're computer. engaging. You're, you know, it's it's different from going like, oh, I want to see what's on channel 56 to I want to see what John Candy's autopsy photos look like. <laughs> you know? They're, that's a quantum leap. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. <laughs> quantum leap. <laughs> Gushy. Four of the listeners just went, ah, quantum leap reference. <laughs> oh, I'll go. I can go quantum deep. <laughs> the evil leaper. I I don't remember vivid I, details of the show. I just remember yeah. loving it when I watched it. And I fe- uh, see, I, I wish I could remember the evil leaper's name. Somebody out there just screamed it. <laughs> it was a chick. I know that. <laughs> Did you see uh, Journeyman when it was on? It was one season. Very oh, yeah. What was that? It was uh, it was kind of quantum leap ish. No. Where, but uh, the instead of there being like this scientific experiment that made it all start to happen, it was this guy and his girlfriend, and then he would like disappear all of a sudden sometimes, mm-hmm. go to a, a different time period, and then there was like a problem that like he. He had to fix. He, he had to. He something went wrong. Right. He didn't know that like I'm he here to, to solve write. this problem, but like he was a good guy, so he would help out with whatever problem and then he would come back and then his girlfriend would be like where are you where have you been whatever and he's like i've been leaving and it's hard to explain what a bunch of bullshit each leap was the leap home i guess that's the only way to go like you're like well now we have to do the exact opposite (laughs) that's that that is the fun thing about creativity and having a body of work not 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 your body of work but there being a lexicon that exists that you're like all right well, what about this? No, they did that then. Well, what about this? No, that's been done. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, what about we take both those ideas and put, oh, nobody did that. Yeah. You know, it's it's that's when like fresh ideas that are so, that's why they say keep it simple. Because if it's so simple that people are like, how have we not seen this show yet already or this movie yet already? Yeah. Like Blair Witch Project. I mean, is there a simpler, smarter idea that has completely changed all of cinema? You know, it's just it's wonderful to see well, who who was it Ben Chaney my old friend he said if if what's the mother of invention um, necessity necess- if, he said if necessity is the mother of invention then surely poverty is its father because <laughs> it's true it's like well yeah, we gotta do that like why did Johnny Cash wear all black he's like that was the only thing we had that we could all match you know? <laughs> they would have worn all yellow <laughs> they would have Johnny Cash and those other two goofs would have worn canary yellow if they all had it. You know? Dougie Fresh, why did you become the human beatbox? Because I couldn't afford a beatbox. <laughs> it's very simple. People get all wrapped up and like, oh, should we do this? Should we do that? Oh, what about this? Oh, people over there don't like that. Fuck. <laughs> do you see why things don't work? Lord. Um, uh, I have a few.
few questions that I usually ask. All right. Okay. <clears throat> Shazam! I usually pepper them in. I already peppered in one of them. What uh, What would be like a, a not the one pinnacle thing to do in like career and gig wise, but like what would be like a really cool thing that you would want to do? Like a goal? Yeah. It started the dream the or the uh, the question started out as like, what's your dream gig or dream mm-hmm. job or whatever? But so many people are like, well, I don't want to stop after that. Like I want to, and then I was like, yeah, I, yeah. Mm. <laughs> would be a thing where you're like, if I could do that, that would be awesome. I mean, it'd be wonderful to sit down next to David Letterman and tell him what, you know, just to, to, just to be on that show before he stops. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, honestly, it's... we it, It's so unfortunate, but we really are at the point where it would make as much difference doing his show as it would to my career never doing his show you know it's it there is no defined path anymore and there are no like it used to be you do a spot on johnny carson boom that was it yeah that is cash cow that that has been gone for decades Mm -hmm. i mean it would help it would it would help in some respect that it would be a credit i could use yeah you know there are definitely certain clubs in the country that you know would only book me if it's like, oh, we did Letterman? Great. Yeah. Bring him in next weekend, mm-hmm. you know? But it would just... I'm just a, such a fan that I would like to at least be part of that run, you know, where I could be like, oh, well, that's the date I was on it. You know, <laughs> a show that started when I was, you know... Little. A toddler, yeah. Yeah. Small. <laughs> but fuck, I, I don't know playing fucking, I don't know, Carnegie Hall sounds cool, but what the hell would I do? <laughs> what would I do? What am I going to do? 40 minutes of Carnegie? Come on. It probably costs more to put the show on than the show would ever make. I don't I don't see myself being on the cast of SNL. That would be fun, but I could... I, I, I know myself, and I know people that have worked in that environment, and people I don't know who have done very detailed reports on what the environment is like <laughs> and uh it's just it's again it's doesn't necessarily seem necessary i would love to host it yeah. do that walk around with my big old dick being like hey i'm the host we're gonna do it this way oh you think we should do it that way well i'm the host and we're gonna do it my way <laughs> cold open sam kinnison impression i love jesus Dressed in a perfect, like, like, no argument who else I could be but Sam Kennison outfit. The wig is perfect. The hat is perfect. The, the trench coat is there. I have the walk down. I love Jesus. I love Jesus so much. I'm Sam Kennison. Jesus is my best friend. So funny. I don't know. Dream gig? I don't know. Fucking. You said before that you uh, had written some script? stuff or sure man i love writing shit i'm working on something right now that's very exciting i don't want to go into any details but but um i am i've 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 spent most of the summer thinking and tinkering with it not 
like writing down things. And now that I look back at the my early notes, for lack of a better word, I'm like, gosh, it's changed so much. And gosh, it was like that is not the idea anymore. Is it a pilot? Sure. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Sure. Sure. We'll, sure. Call, we'll call it that. Sure. I will grant you that. <laughs> uh, but it, it is very much, it's just weird. It's weird and it's different and it's something that I'm excited about. And the idea is um, definitely mine. But, but, but. Most most of the summer, I wouldn't say like I've been writing it necessarily as like brainstorming. I, yeah, because I, I try to think of uh, something George Carlin said. I think on his on comedy, which if oh, any of those CDs, or I guess they're all online now. God, CDs, that was a thing. CDs, yeah. No one no one goes and buys a CD anymore. Nobody buys CDs, brother. <laughs> you buying CDs? Nobody. <laughs> I'm so happy. The guy, I, the guy that goes to Amoeba. Oh and yeah. Pesters, pesters people are buying CDs. Why are you buying a CD, man? I mean, Christ. The <laughs> only thing I have going for me, and, and, and it is such an investment, but I have like boxes upon boxes of these. Like, thank God I put out my first CD in 2010, right when it was what? <laughs> but to have something physical that you could sell at shows, fine. That's one thing. You yeah. know, at least you know, face to face. Here's something. Sure. Will you write your name? Sure. Fine. Great. <laughs> You're never going to play it. You're going to be like, oh, let me put this into the computer and then I'll yeah. listen to it. The download code. So funny. But the fucking, uh, yeah, I should have a download code. See, that's how old it is. Like, it was like right on that, what are we doing this for? You know, why would I do an audio thing? Just do a fucking video. I'm so visual anyway. I don't know why any of that stuff is on a CD. Like, I'm standing, like, I'm ready to do this CD and I'm like, this, this is, and this is all, this is five years ago now. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, can't do that joke, can't see it, can't do that. And I'm like, I, there's nothing made me more insane than listening to comedy albums and hearing laughter. And you don't know where it's coming from. Oh, uh. is that, does that make you want to keep listening to the record? It made me want to smash the record. <laughs> but the on comedy CDs are outstanding. Woody Allen's is great. Uh, George Carlin and Woody Allen's are definitely the best. Is that is it them just sitting down and talking about? I mean, it's like those were. It was it, this guy was making a book. I forget the Larry uh... King. What was it or the Cable Guy? Sure. <laughs> it was it was audio interviews for a book he was writing. Sanders. And it's with like Phyllis Diller, Bob Hope, fucking everybody, Jack Benny, mm-hmm. and uh, George Burns, and. Uh, <clears throat> You know, so they, it was, they were podcasts before they were podcasts. Yeah. You got some shoot interviews with the, with the heavyweights. And so Carlin said, when they asked him about how he approaches writing, he said, I try not to press, you know? And, and that made perfect sense to me. Because when I sit down with a blank piece of paper and I try to, like, I'm going to write now, yeah. it's, it's like my, my, my subconscious is reacting the way that my conscious mind would like oh I'm gonna write now now I'm gonna be creative fuck you yeah. I tell you when I'm creative yeah yeah and that's true that's exactly how I am all my jokes it's like I can't like you need to get into a rhythm where like it keeps happening yeah where you're like oh okay now I can just jump on the wave it's like mm-hmm. boogie boarding you know it's like you just hopefully I can just keep this momentum <laughs> yeah. moving and keep this brain wave you ride know the wave all the way sure ride the brain wave <laughs> shit Ride those theta waves. So that's where my head's been at. Like when it finally clicked, 
Because there are those moments. Because I can't. You can't. I can't, you can't force, force it. it. Yeah, no. Or if else... it's going to be good, yeah, you can't force it. It does have to be genuine. It does have to come from a real place, and you have to be a real person instead of just being like, "Well, here's the formula. Now we're going to do the formula," because it shows. Um, if you're just going to write procedural comedy, then just go do that, which is fine, and there's a place for it, which is <laughs> fine. But it just, yeah, I would, I would blow my brains out. <laughs> Uh, so so once once it clicked in my head of like oh god this is what the show is this is who the people are this is what I do on the show then it was like then I couldn't write fast yeah, enough yeah, you know yeah. so so I'm at that point now where I'm just like I'm it, it's it's where it's it's still easy it's supposed to be easy because it's supposed to be fun mm-hmm. you know it should be easy. Look, should flow out. Like I said before, Jerry Jarrett said, "Booking pro wrestling is not complicated. <laughs> Writing comedy is not complicated. Just write what's funny." You yeah. know. It, it, the reason that so many of us bomb—that we all—not so many of us—the reason that we all bomb is because we are so panicked about quantity over quality that it's like, well, I, I got to go up there and do this stuff. I got to try this stuff. Well, do, is this funny? I don't know. I got to try. We all know what's funny and we know what's going to work. I mean, there are always going to be moments where it's like, I have no idea why this is killing. But it's like, you wouldn't have tried it out otherwise. You're not that desperate that you're like, this really sucks. (laughs) And now I'm going to try it. I'm like, wait, this kills? I got to keep writing things that really suck. It's like, no. Part of you knows that it's funny that you would dare attempt it. And Mm -hmm. other things you just are trying. Sometimes you can will it to be funny. Yeah. Lord knows that happens plenty, <laughs> but it's 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 all part of the the whole thing of of just you know what to do. Stop clouding your brain worrying about what to do. You know what to do. Stop wondering what to, it's it's so insane. <laughs> Stop worrying about what to what you need to do to do what you want. You know what to do. You do that. Yeah. How do you become a comedian? You Dude. go up on stage and you tell jokes. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. How do you become a doctor? Well, you go to law school. Fine, there's a defined path. You go to law school to become a doctor. <laughs> it's a very specific hospital. It's a defined path. They need you know? to know. You might as well. I mean, they're the same thing to me. You know, cop and firefighter, they're the same thing when you're a kid, you know? <laughs> In the case of Cancer V Brain, I. <laughs> I was there. Um, have mm. you have you ever gone back through some of the stuff you're writing and you chuckle because you're like oh yeah and then it makes you laugh again? Oh, definitely. I love that moment. <laughs> definitely. I mean, that's why you got to save everything too, where you're like, because you because everything has worth. It's just either you didn't you didn't express it right, or the thought was fractured. Maybe you were in a different place. Everything has value, though, and you just, you just, you need to have the perspective on it. Like, that's why, like, there are jokes that I do now that are, is shitty jokes that I wrote years ago that I found, I'm like, oh, wait, oh. Yeah, yeah. I know how to make this funny now, Mm -hmm. because it's like. (laughs) When you wrote it before. When you wrote it before, you were trying to be funny, as opposed to now you can just be like, oh, wait, no, no, no. This is what the joke is, because (laughs) then this is funny. And then you try, and you're like, oh, this is funny. Yeah. Oh, isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Um, the thing about not forcing it. Um, yeah, I'm I had, a big believer in that. I had a, a pilot I was writing, and it, um, 
I was eight pages in, mm. and then I was just at a point where I was just like, I can't, I don't know what else to, and um, part of it was because um, I got I got in a relationship, we got married, we got divorced, and in that time, I was totally uninspired the whole time. Sure, it, it sounds was, like it would be. Yeah, and um, it was like less than less than two years, but like all of that time, I was mm-hmm. just like nothing, and then um, a few, maybe like six months after the separation... I was like, oh, then I could go there and there and like I could do this and this right. and this with these characters and dude, when I finally finished it, ooh, that feeling. Say magnifique. Send it in. Send it into the Writers Guild and go, yep, it's mine for five years. Give Here it, to it me. is. Give it to me. I did this. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking A. Uh, wait, I got one more. I got, I got, uh, yeah, what is, I mean, I, I guess it could I could assume it, but uh, I'll ask it anyway. What do you do for work now? Like, you do gigs and get paid? Do gigs and, yeah, and acting shit. Acting's always been good to me. That's just one of the other, like, TV writing I fell into doing stand-up. Acting in commercials and TV and movies I fell into doing stand-up. Are you writing for TV now? Nope. Nope. But you did a little bit? We just, uh, well, yeah, I mean... I was writing and performing on the Pete Holmes show, right, right. Um, yeah. uh, like small things here and there before that. Um, I wrote for pro wrestling for a year for WWE mm-hmm. for like Raw and all that shit. Yeah. Um, so it's like it just it's very it's very nice to be back at least this summer, and you know the rest of this year. It's my focus has been just back on writing for myself again and writing, you know. Whatever I want, stand up or TV or or whatever I want the stand up to be. So, but but that's that's what also makes acting easy for me, or even writing for other people. I mean, ultimately, that can be that's the most frustrating because it's like I can't. I'm trying to mold my voice into yours. Mm-hmm. Like I guess ultimately I could if I want to be a robot, just flip a switch and be like, oh, this is how you write for this person, and now I'm just going to write like that. Like, I can't mm-hmm. do that. I, I, I don't know if necessarily anybody... I don't I, I don't presume to know what anybody else does or what their approach is, but for me as a writer and a performer, it's like, I can only write my voice and hope that when you say it, it sounds like you said it. Yeah. Or you thought it. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you thought it. Inception. You know? Inception writing. But the fucking uh, yeah, the the thing and the and the kids and the baby. <laughs> doing a lot of stand up and doing a and there's a buzz. There's a buzz happening. Yeah. In L.A., it's like Matt McCarthy's here. Matt McCarthy was in New York for a while, and there was a serious buzz. And then he started doing it in L.A. <laughs> Oh, there's an L.A. buzz. There's a lot of buzz. There's commotion. There's a lot of electricity in the air. There's something happening with Matt McCarthy. It's really exciting to see where he's going to wind up. Where's this going to shake out? You going out for pilots? You going out for pilots? This would be great for Matt McCarthy. This show needs a Matt McCarthy type. Not just Matt McCarthy type, but someone with a lot of Buzz. <laughs> Maybe Matt McCarthy. Ooh. <laughs> That's what I'm up to now. Back in the trenches. 
Nobody's going to do it but me. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I've learned so many lessons in my 11 years doing this. Yeah. And the, the, most, the most important one is don't worry about everybody else. Worry about yourself. And that applies to so many different situations, including getting it done. <laughs> Nobody's going to fucking take care of it but you. you got to turn into Ayn Rand when you're up on that stage, man. It's only you, brother. <laughs> you're the fountainhead, man. Are you Atlas? Are you shrugging? Who is John Galt? <laughs> you got to be a conservative piece of shit prick up there, man. <laughs> But it, I mean, it is. It's it is funny because it's it, but it is the ultimate Ayn Rand nightmare too. Because it's you are giving of yourself to everyone in that audience. You yeah. you're up there by yourself. You're doing it all alone. Yeah. You're you're sustaining it all by yourself. You depending on you. I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for me. But the job is spreading joy to all others strangers not just people that you know that maybe yeah. there's some sort of selfish reason I could help you. <laughs> No, strangers just giving giving of yourself to others Ooh. but doing it by yourself I mean, it's, uh, it's quite the quandary it's it's, uh, it's it's nice yeah writing yeah. books reading books giving people dirty looks <laughs> sitting on the subway with a chocolate shake <laughs> Is that real? Is that a real song? No, that's see. This is what I'm talking about. Being in the moment. If we sat down <laughs> and we're like, let's write a song, oh. sitting on the subway with a chocolate chip. Like you would, you can't. You can't just do that. You can't just sit down and write that and have it sterile and be like, okay, how should I say it? Should I say it like this? What would be better? No, it's with like actually chain. existing in the moment. Like there's no, there's no subway. There's no chocolate. It was. It just happened. It's like lightning. Ideas, it's like this buzz. Ideas, it is. It's I, like this buzz that's in the air. There's so much buzz around this Matt McCarthy guy. <laughs> it, ideas are lightning. We are conduits. There, it's coming from somewhere else, but it couldn't exist without us. Like it looks like the lightning's coming from the sky. The idea is coming from somewhere else, but it's also it's coming from the ground, and then it's meeting right here. That's us. Let's do more peyote next time we do this. <laughs> That's us, man. A, a pound wasn't enough? We are he, <laughs> and he is me. <laughs> I'm him. He's me. That's from 16 Candles. <laughs> oh, do the do. Could you believe that... Uh, do you want another drink, by the way? No. All right. Um... Yeah, in Sixteen Candles, that full, full body shot, and then when she's like, "Oh, I can't, know," can't believe they forgot my fucking birthday, and I was like, "This is PG." PG. <laughs> I mean, that is one of those examples of like, wow, PG thirteen did not exist. Yeah. She says fuck, and there are tits in it, and ultimately, uh, it's racist as well. Yeah. Automobile. But, automobile. <laughs> Big leg. Dong. Oh, Dong. Where is my automobile? I mean, God, they call him a Chinaman. 
Every time they say his name at the beginning, they, there's a gong. Yeah. They say long dunk dong. <laughs> there's some Chinaman up in my room. <laughs> They're eating dinner. He has the forks like chopsticks. <laughs> like he's got two forks backwards. <laughs> Christ. Thank God they didn't know the actor was gay or else they would have fucking thrown that in as well. He <laughs> fucking... I'm trying to think of like oh 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 better off dead. That's what I'm thinking of. When he gets the roller skates, he gets it from a gay kid. Oh, okay. He's like, why don't you just go buy yourself another leotard? <laughs> and then the boy, like he's wearing spandex or a leotard, or whatever. Yeah, but he takes yeah. like the twenty and puts it in his shirt yeah. because, of course, he's wearing a bra because he's not a real man. <laughs> Wait the a minute, 80s, man. Wait a minute here. This is death here. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is death. I've never been in New York City. He's got it around his neck. Never been anywhere. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, this is death here. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes from there. Is I that... saw that movie way too young. I saw so many movies too young, but thank God. Thank God I did. Yeah. My favorite movie when I was four was The Blues Brothers. That's not okay. Wow. <laughs> it's not all right. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is... Uh, Lane, I've been going to this high school for seven and a half years. Yeah. I'm no dummy. <laughs> I can't even buy real drugs here. What is Lane doing up on a Saturday? Doesn't he turn into dust if the sun hits him before noon? He's going skiing with Charles DeMar. <laughs> I just realized something. This is pure snow. I can't move the left side. Look at my, I can't move my arm. I froze the left side of my brain. <laughs> So good. This podcast is brought to you by Movies from the 80s. Hi, I'm Savage Steve Holland. I'm the person who wrote all the dialogue you've been listening to for the last three hours. You might know my other work. How I got into college. One Crazy Summer. Eek the Cat. The Terrible Thunder Lizards. And more. Again, this has been Savage Steve Holland. And I am still someone working in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, what a classy guy. Not like that beady-eyed, smoky fuck, Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> Brought it back around. Full circle. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about that? The, uh, the, um, the cult in uh, Santa Monica, Venice-ish area? Full no. circle? Full circle? Cult? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's <laughs> I'm in the guy it's, it's the guy from fishbone it's the guy from lives out uh, in santa monica now it's the guy from 10 things i hate about you who like uh the dead one no nope not that not the dead oh, one joseph gordon levitt <laughs> joseph gordon levitt joseph gordon <laughs> larry miller which uh, guy in 10 things the I guy hate who's got his two headshots and it's just one's uh, like different color shirts but the exact same face He's like, this one or this one? Uh, oh, the heel. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he started a, a, like a religion type thing. Huh. <laughs> I mean, Hubbard had it right, man. <laughs> you got to start a religion. You got to start a cult. Look at Nerdist. Look at UCB. You know? Yeah. You need a religion, man. <laughs> Give the kids something to grasp onto, man. <laughs> Give me a brand. Can I have an identity, please? <laughs> I'm begging you for a place, a home, a identity, a identity. Could I have a identity, please? 
What would Sam Kinison's uh, You're not gonna shirts get... sound like? Sure, there you go. Sam's another one. He, you know, chalk it up to Christ. <laughs> like Sam, he, he started being a preacher. This isn't working. I'll be a comic. This is working. He's still the same guy. Still <laughs> believes the same stuff. He's just selling it much differently. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know, <laughs> give me a plate. You know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get that. Uh, you're not gonna get that uh, working somewhere else. <laughs> Oof. Um, I told, I told my buddy that you're not gonna get that at Bar Lubitsch. <laughs> you're not gonna get that intensity of like I have to be here every night. <laughs> This is where I belong. No, the Joshes are very accommodating, but I mean, it's, 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 I, I need a religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time stand up comedy. Give me the, give me that old time comedy store. This is our home. We are all in this together. We all belong here. And nowhere else. Yeah. Give me a clubhouse. Give me a leader. Mm. That's right. We'll pray to that leader. I pray to you. Oh, wise one. Tell me, what should I do? What do I lack? Discipline. Mm. Wax on. This has been awesome, man. This has been the greatest day of our lives. What uh, do you plug stuff do you want to plug stuff i am the host of the we watch wrestling podcast it is on we watch wrestling podcast.com that's the heart of it that's the hub that is ringside seats <laughs> um pro wrestling tees.com slash we watch wrestling four different designs of t-shirts also on the we watch wrestling podcast.com there's an amazon banner you can help us out financially yeah. suppose you're gonna uh, suppose you're going to go through Amazon to buy uh, you know, you're going to spend $200 on the original pressing of uh, Star Wars on VHS. Suppose you're that guy. <laughs> Not only do I want to watch it with you, I want you to buy it through our Amazon banner. Uh, what else is happening? Your Twitter? At McCarthy Redhead. It's your old pal Matt McCarthy encouraging you to follow me on Twitter. At McCarthy Redhead. And also check out at we Watch W Podcast, which is the official Twitter handle of the We Watch Wrestling Podcast. Available on <laughs> iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom, Blackberry, Blueberry. <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> it's available on Ask Jeeves. I own the Zoom. This is proof. It's available on Hulu, <laughs> on Crackle, on Voodoo, on Xbox Video, <laughs> and HBO Go. <laughs> And the PlayStation Network. And don't forget, the PlayStation Network. And if you're on the Wii... Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Wii means pee, and pee means urine. So piss off. Yeah, just because there's two eyes in your Wii doesn't mean it's not wee-wee. It's wee-wee. We are watching. That's what the two eyes are. Nintendo's watching you pee. We. We fit. That's us watching you take a dump. We shit. We're all gins. Oh, God. And gingers. And gingers. Uh, I guess that's everything. That's all I've got. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't want to keep you too long. Oh, I'll, like... I'll be at Flappers uh, the uh, August 17th, the weekend of August 17th. Next year? 
Uh, October 17th. <laughs> I get my lefts and my rights confused. I get words that sound the same confused. This will have come out already. Uh, well. This is... <laughs> how did it go? How was the show? Great. Killed it. <laughs> These kids today. Were there many flappers in the audience? I had to miss Professional Wrestling Gorilla because I was headlining. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have been up in Reseda. <laughs> root, root, rooting for the home team. <laughs> This will come out uh, November 4th. Wait, 14th. 14th. Woo! Brilliant. Anything to... No? November 14th. Happy fucking Thanksgiving, (laughs) y'all. Cool, man. My man. Yeah. We did it. We did it. Dougie. Five it. What? (laughs) (laughs) High five. Highfalutin. All right. uh, Yeah, thanks for listening to... You and me and thoughts and talk with Doug Culp and uh, Matt McCarthy. Matt and McPatty rolling up a fatty, <laughs> driving down the street in his brand new caddy. <laughs>